Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach. And making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. Welcome to the Oracle of Light. Uh, I'm Shauna DeMellon, and this episode is very special to me. I met the lovely Sydney Kaplan, I think that was a couple of weeks ago. Was that two or three weeks ago? I, yeah. I, I, yes. I went down the rabbit hole on Instagram and I found you and I was like, who is this person? I have to connect with her. And I am just so, so thrilled that you're here, that we get to um, explore this, this arena from your perspective today and, and share all of your beautiful gifts and everything that you've brought into the world to share with everyone. Uh, I'm just, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. And I know we were just meant to connect. It just felt I feel like I've known you forever. Oh, same thing. And it was, you know, and it was in the days after we were messaging back and forth and back and forth, yeah. <laughs> chatting about this and chatting about that. And um, I just love your energy. And it's um, uh, just an honor to have you here with us today. So again, thank, thank you. you. Would you, would you tell us, tell us about you, sort of give us your background and, you know, introduce us to your world? Well, I am a mom of two. I'll start with that because mom, I think is my my primary calling. Um, they're both young adults. My son is a senior in college and my daughter is soon to turn 25 at the end of this month. And she is a teacher, an early elementary teacher right now. Um, she's been in a first grade room this year, but I think she can do anywhere between preschool and second grade. And she loves um, loves working with all the little ones. Aww. And I started writing officially um, a blog on motherhood when we took my son to college back in 2019 because he's the youngest and I really felt called to write about how our nests are not really ever empty. You know, you're seeing all of this um, information and emotion bombarding you as a mom about what to expect in the empty nest. And, and of course, yes, it, it's hard. There are transitions, but I really wanted to write about the um, the hope and the inspiration and all the wonderful things that still can exist in every season with our kids. So I started uh, that blog in 2019. And a few years after that, I had been writing and working on um, my book, The Heaven Phone, uh, which launched last year. And um, so then I started a page, a separate page on uh, Facebook and Instagram to support um that book. And that's, you know, more like what we're here talking about today. Oh, thank you so much. And yes, we will, we will be talking about the book. It's just, it's, it's so exciting. It's just, it's so lovely. It's absolutely beautiful. I love, uh, and the first thing that I, I saw when I, I first opened up your, your Instagram profile was right there. It said, our souls never die. We remain connected with our loved ones in heaven 
And in that moment, it was just like, oh, she speaks my language. She speaks my language. I just, I love that. And I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I love that you have found such a beautiful, it's like, it's like you have this beautiful, gentle, soft way of sharing the afterlife with people, the possibility of it. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's alongside what I do as a medium, but I just, I love your energetic with it. Your, your heart has poured into the book. And now can you share, can you tell us how the book came about, what that looked like? Now I have to show, I have to show everybody. Okay. Oh, Thank Here's you. the book. Here's the book. I just amazing. I just now uh, that is an illustration based on a photo of my daughter and me. We oh, shared photos with our illustrator and she used them to create all the illustrations. And oh, my gosh. What? Okay, just like, like just uh, absolutely adorable. She's oh phenomenal. Vanessa is amazing. Amazing. And, and we'll, we'll have in the show notes, um, you know, all the links for, for Amazon and where everyone can find it and find you and all that kind of good stuff. Cause I, I can hear people going, well, how do I get that book? How do I get that book? So, <laughs> okay. Okay. We got you. We got you. So yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, so anyway, back when my daughter was five, my son was two and a half, my mom passed away. It was something that came to be rather quickly. Um, and we had moved back here from, we were in Atlanta, we moved back to the Chicago area in 2001. And at the very end of 2002, she, like the very end in December, she started, you know, vision was was blurring sometimes. And um, then in January, she was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer, lung cancer that had metastasized. And uh, when was going through treatment, there, things were looking hopeful for a while, but um, ultimately it was actually a staph infection in her blood um, in early July that she passed away from. Mm -hmm. And it was the, you know, the first major um, loss that I had to deal with. And also really the first time that my kids, and, and I'm going to say mostly my daughter, because she was old enough to sort of understand what was going on. So um, she first, of course, asked lots of questions, and we had lots of open conversation and wanted to answer everything without giving, you know, too much leading information and getting too far ahead of things. And it was actually my father who first sort of um, dropped this uh, idea. Uh, when they were talking, she asked him if he talked to her, to Nana, when, um, you know, at times, and he said that he did, and she asked if it was out loud or in his head. And he told her it didn't matter because no matter how you talk to her, she can hear you, <clears throat> excuse me, and you will feel her in your heart. And that really, that, that satisfied her at that point. She really loved that. And we continued that whole conversation. She'd bring it up sometimes at bedtime. And when she and I were talking one time, uh, she asked me again about talking to Nana and what that was like. And I gave her the analogy of talking on one of her little toy phones. But this time she was talking, you know, through her heart to her Nana in heaven. And she said, oh, you mean like a heaven phone? And I was like, yes, that's a, that's a great name for that. That really works. And that was that's how the book was uh, born. Oh, I love that. I just... I love that. You know, it's, it's, I'm finding that I, I I don't know if you find this as well, but I'm finding that more people are open to the possibility. More people are, you know, I swear, like, it's like every day I get, you know, four or five people that message me and say, I had this dream of my loved one. Is that, is that true? Is that, can that really happen? And right. 
we talked a little bit about this um, a few weeks ago about dream visits and and how that shows up for you. And so would you would you share that with us? Yeah, um, I started having I mean, I think probably before my mom passed away, I had experienced dream visits with other loved ones who had passed, but I may or may not have really recognized what it was, even though they seemed very different from normal dreams. They're very vivid. You feel a lot of emotion. They sort of feel outside of regular space and time. Um, but my mom started visiting me shortly within a few days after she passed away. And I have a journal with probably close to a hundred dream visits that I've had with her over the years. And I've had one as recently as a month ago, but they're very infrequent now. Mm -hmm. Um, but back then they were very, they were powerful. And in each one, I felt, excuse me, I felt a strong sense of just love, um, and, uh, there was a lot of, it was, they were always very vibrant and light. And she was showing me, especially in the early ones that she was, she looked young, she looked healthy, she could get up, she showed, showed me she could dance around. Aww. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, and from the medium, the mediumship standpoint, you know, I always, I, I said early on, I said, um, you know, loved ones will show themselves to me, you know, that last little bit before they transition. And then I also ask them to show themselves to me at their happiest. And yes. so they will, you know, oftentimes come in a funny story. Um, there was, uh, I, I was reading for a family and their, uh, their, their mom had transitioned and, um, there was a woman in the room and she had this beautiful, um, I want to say olive green dress and she was dancing and she had beautiful fiery red hair with the pin curls. It was just perfect. And so she was dancing around and dancing and dancing. And I, I just kept saying, oh, she's beautiful. She's just telling me, look at, I'm dancing and I'm happy. And it was my favorite thing to do. And she just, she was so vibrant and it was amazing they had no clue who she was. And she was like, tell them it's me. And I said, okay. So then I finally, I said, what is your name? So she told me her name. I said, it's Ruth. And they were like, what, what, what do you mean? So they went home and found pictures of her. And this is from when she was in her early twenties. And, and so they and were just, she to them? it was their mom. It was their mom. And so they had never seen pictures of her when she was that young. They had never seen pictures of her when she was that wow. young. Isn't that crazy? And so you yeah. mentioned how vibrant, how vibrant the the dreams are and so real. And, um, you know, when my son Jack comes in, it's it's crazy. Like sometimes I'll wake up and it's like, Jack, like I could just feel his essence. It's like, I just, I feel him in the room with me. And um, this has come up so much um, in the last couple of months. You know, I have so many people reaching out to me saying, oh, these dreams, are they real? What is this? Is this just me making this up? Or what, I, I can't dream of my loved ones. What do we do with this? And so lately it's been, you know, if you if you want your, your loved ones to come into your dreams, ask them before you go to sleep, please come into my dreams tonight and wake me up. Wake me up. Right, so so I, and that's, I think that's a key part because sometimes I've even had dreams where I've seen them or noticed them, but it never crossed that line into being like a real visit. It was sort of like they were just part of, whatever was going on. And I think it was because I wasn't, like you said, really fully lucid and aware in yes. the dream. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Do you think that you'll, do you think that you'll write more books? I definitely hope to. I would like to write more along these lines for children, but also maybe gear it a little bit more for adults, because especially on my Facebook page, I've been interacting with so many grieving people <clears throat> who yes. um, want to understand a little bit more about like, you know, how our souls never die, how we remain connected. And, yes. um, and I think that it's important to be able to continue to uh, share this with people and open their minds and their hearts so that they can um, 
they can experience it too. Absolutely. And I, I think it would be amazing. Um, I'm excited to see what else you create us. It'll be absolutely fantastic. And now you had mentioned, um, I think it was on one of your posts, you said being, uh, being a mom without your mom is uniquely challenging. Would you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think what's, what's hardest about that is as children, we look to our moms for guidance. We have a special connection and and bond with them. And no one understands motherhood, that mother-child relationship and the motherhood experience as uniquely as a mom, as a woman does. Mm -hmm. So having to go through raising both of my children um, without her, they're not being able to ask her questions or when I'm emotional about something, or if I'm challenged with something or struggling or even things in marriage or life, you know, being able to turn to your, your best friend, your mother, um, and not being able to do that physically. Cause of course, yes, we can, you know, look for guidance and get answers or feel, um, feel answers, but it's, it's not the same thing as having that physical presence to share, and um, and that can be hard. It's emotional and it can be hard sometimes when you know somebody, you know, your mother has an answer to something. Um, you want to hear her perspective so badly and especially with raising uh, children through through the years. Oh, so- absolutely. I absolutely. You know, I love um, I also uh, follow um, and co-collaborate with Chelsea Ola Miller. I love Chelsea. Right? Chelsea oh is God. so yeah. fantastic. And so yes. as, you were, as you were just chatting, I thought, oh my goodness, it's, it'll be beautiful because, you know, she's created this incredible, she's created this incredible uh, community, you know, to offer support to people who, you know, have lost their mom and, and, and to talk about that. And I just, I love how, you know, for, for so many years, I remember, oh my gosh, how old would I have been? Um, I was, I was like 17 and my grandmother had died, my grandmother, Emma. And, you know, my daughter, Emma is named after her. Like my grandma, Emma was, she was, she was, she was my main person. I just absolutely loved her. She was, she was it. And I remember after I, she was in the hospital and it wasn't really anything that we talked about, you know, like we, we would go to visit her, we would go to see her, we would, you know, and it just, the adults were always over here having the conversations and then the kids didn't really hear a whole lot. I remember the day that, that she had died and my parents came home and my mom was, you know, absolutely distraught. And yeah. I remember my dad coming in the room and saying, oh, your grandma died this morning. And he gave me a hug. Oh, and, and, and I just, I was just like, I just stood there and, and my mom was just, she was just so devastated. I mean, you know, they talked on the phone every day and they were, they were the best of friends. And so I, I can't even imagine what that would have felt like for her. And so, um, I just think that, I think it's so important that we talk about loss and grief and the possibility that there is more, there is more after, after we transition. I mean, I, I grew up Catholic. And so it was, wasn't something that was readily talked about in my world. It was just, you know, we can look, we can look back through the the Bible and we can sort of see little snippets here and there of, well, they sort of talk about, you know, these different energies and it's kind of there and, you know, nobody would really, really go there with it. But now we have books, we have online communities, we have TV shows, we have movies. Like it's just, I find that talking about the afterlife now is starting to become normalized. And so I, again, I really love the work of your book because it, it takes 
a personal loss and it's created something so beautiful that can flourish. Thank and I hope so. And like you said, it's becoming more common to talk about this and to not see death as the end and or a taboo that we can't talk about it. Um, I feel blessed that in my family, we always, there was always open conversation. It was not something that was taboo. So um, I feel like I've kind of been on this journey ever since childhood to understand what, you know, what's the nature of the universe? What's, you know, what is this all about? And I do love um, seeing a little bit of science and spirituality come together with some of the people who like Michael Newton and Brian Weiss. And there, I know there's more names I can't think of right now that write about near death experiences and um, regressing, regressing people to past lives into in between lives. And all of this information comes together with a lot of what we, I would call the spirituality side of things. And so when you can see how it all comes together and supports each other, um, you start to really know that, yeah, hey, there, there's something to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I just love how, I just love how, 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 again, it's when I looked at your, your Instagram page, it was just, it was so loving and so gentle and so soft and just, oh, thank you. Yeah, and your words are just so beautiful. So again, I will, I'll have all, all your contact info so everyone can find you. Um, I love, I was, of course, I was, you know, skulking everything on your page. And I love how you said, when it comes to connecting with our loved ones on the other side, we may be our own best expert. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that, that actually came from uh, thinking about people asking me lots of questions about getting answers from, you know, from mediums or from, you know, looking outside. For answers, which I think is so helpful. I mean, I I definitely value the work that you do and other mediums do. And I've been to my share of workshops and conferences and, I, and I've read tons of books. So there is a lot of, of wonderful resources and, and information we can get. But in connecting with our own loved ones, mm-hmm. nothing, I feel nothing gives that sense of real knowing um, that we get when we actually uh, connect with them ourselves. And I'm learning that, still learning, that we each connect and each loved one connects in their own way that they can best do so. So for my mom, that was dream visits. And I got, I'll share one if we have time, but I had one dream visit where she actually gave me something that I was able to validate in waking life to know that she really visited me. And it was early on. And I think it was to let me know that these were were real. And I have chills right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have but, to chills, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, But these kinds of things, um, when we know ourselves, we get this inner knowing that's more powerful than having somebody else tell us something, you know, which is wonderful because I, you know, I love trusting and listening to what others have to say. But when you have that inner knowing it, um, it's a whole different level. You know, I, I love that you said that. And yes, you have to tell the story. Um, I love that you said that, you know, it's interesting after my, um, after I lost my son, Jack, so he would have been 10 this year. Um, I started to find ah. heart rocks everywhere. And so I have them all over the house. Like they're just, they're so ridiculous. And every time I go out, I'm like, this is crazy. Um, 
And so I love that. Like, you know, I always say that, you know, our signs from our loved ones are like sprinkles from heaven. They're just like these. Oh, little, I like that. Sprinkles right? from heaven. Sprinkle yeah. from heaven. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And that is, you know, whenever I read for people or in classes, I make sure everybody knows what their signs are to look for those signs because they give us hope. And, and yeah. you're right. It's like, it gives us validation that heaven is real, whatever you want to call it, heaven, the afterlife, the other side, energy, the universe, so many different words, but it's all the same, so many different words, right? Just whatever that lingo is for you. So I just love that. And it was interesting. There was, I started to see blue butterflies. Mm, I want to say about a year. Wow. Like, yeah. I just started to see blue butterflies, blue. And I'm thinking, huh, where are these coming from? And like, I would I don't see, think I've ever seen a blue butterfly. I know that. They were, wow. it was, it was just crazy. And then I would see them on like a business card or I would see somebody would have a t-shirt on or, you know, like we'd be watching a movie and there'd be all these blue butterflies. Like I just started to see them in all these weird places. And then where were we? Um, Mexico. And, and there was, was it Mexico? Uh, we were on a trip somewhere and I, we walked into this, this open space and there were all these blue butterflies. And I just stood there and I froze. I thought, what the heck is that? And I didn't make the connection because I thought that my sign from Jack were the blue was was heart rocks. And I had a Reiki session with a woman and she said, he's telling me that you're not getting it. And I said, I'm not getting what? And she said, the blue butterflies are from him. I was like, oh, <laughs> I said, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I sat there and I thought, oh gosh. And all the dreams, right? All the I'm like, right? really sorry. I just thought you were adding a really pretty element. <laughs> to wow. our experience, right? And do so, you still get the blue butterflies? I do. Yeah, I do. Like I just, and again, you know, I, I always tell people just, uh, just to be open to however they're going to show up. And um, there was a client I had the other day, she had, uh, she had this beautiful tattoo, like on her shoulder of a blue butterfly. And it was like, oh my gosh. And then, um, um, and then again, there was something I was at a, a networking event, and there was um the 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 presentation had like a big blue butterfly so it's like I just sort of see them everywhere and it's like every time I see them I just say thank you more please I just I absolutely love it so yes we would yeah. we would love to hear your story the the dream story from your mom oh yeah the, the dream visit okay so <clears throat> this was early on I'm gonna say within within for sure within the first year um, my parents little backstory would go to Arizona for a number of the winter months, sometimes two months, sometimes four months. And they had a place there. Uh, when my mom passed away, my dad uh, sold that one and wanted to get a new place that was uh, just for him, kind of a, a fresh start. And he was getting that ready and uh, we were getting ready. We were going to come and visit him. So this was I'm going to say probably a few months before we were going to visit. And I had a dream. Uh, my family, extended family, we were all out in a restaurant. And I was kind of hanging up more towards the front for whatever reason. I was like in the, the area by the by the bar, uh, getting ready to walk into the restaurant. And my mom, looking young and healthy and smiling, walks up to me. And I look at her and I immediately become very lucid. You're aware this is, I knew this was like a visitor, felt that this was a visit. And I like looked at her and I smiled and she looked at me and she said, I don't like slate. And I looked at her and I said, oh, do you mean skate? Because I think that's a fish. And we were in a restaurant and she looked at me very like straight faced and said, no, I mean slate. And I was like, okay. And I, you know, gave her a hug. And then I went in to join everybody else and the dream faded and I woke up and I jotted things down because I thought that was kind of odd. Uh, so that night I was talking with my dad 
And we were talking about coming to visit. And at that point, still, my son was still little. I think maybe he had turned three, but um, still very little, running around. And my dad said, you know, we're getting everything finished. And I'm thinking about putting slate floors in the on the main level by in the entryway, but we'll have to make sure we're careful for Ben, my son Ben. And I I just got chills and I I shared the whole dream with him. And he too was just, you know, you know, could feel that that was that was definitely something I don't know if he connected with it as much as I connected with it. But I knew in that moment that she was trying to let me know that that she was actually visiting me. And so she gave me that information that I could later I got in real life. So did, did so he picked something out? Of he the did do the slate floors and we were super careful with my son not running around on them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is what a beautiful gift. It was, it's amazing. I've never had one like that again, that, that I was able to validate in waking life, right. but that in itself, I, I go back to all the time and I remind myself, you know, it was real that these, these are real. Even when you don't have that evidence handed to you in waking life, you know, you know, that they're real. They are real. I think, I think that that's just so beautiful. It's, you know, and, and you had mentioned earlier about, um, you know, people looking within for those, for those, those different answers and, and looking within for that connection. And it's so true. I mean, you know, I've, I've had my share of, you know, readings over the years and, um, and sometimes we're just, we're so close to it that we just can't get back and have the bird's eye view and, or we've got emotions connected to it. And there was a, this beautiful analogy from a coach about a year ago. She said, sometimes you are in the glass jar and you need somebody to read the label for you. And I was just oh, like, wow. oh, that is so good because when we're in it, you know, the emotions, the grief, the sadness, whatever it is, you know, sometimes we're not able to, you know, read that label. We're not able to experience our loved ones. And so I love that. I love that she comes into your dreams. I think that that's so beautiful. Do you experience her any other way besides the dream visits, the dreams that you have? You know, it's, it's funny. Yes, but they're much more subtle. Um, sometimes I'll think of her randomly and I'll feel like emotional or it'll be a scent. Maybe that reminds me of her. Um, I don't think in my waking life, I've really heard her voice other than maybe waking up out of a dream and it'll carry through. Um, And I'll see things that I think like I found this wonderful little um, journal I had given her for one of her birthdays where I wrote, I can't, might've been her 60th, all like 60 things that I love about you. And I found it and was reading some of the notes in there. And I felt almost like that was a reconnection with her. And there are definitely times, many times, I feel like when I'm talking with my daughter, and especially we're very, very close, I'll almost feel like my mom is coming through her. It's she's because my daughter can be very nurturing in in that way that um, like a mother can. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like sometimes maybe, yeah, she does r- reach to me through different ways, but I don't think I've ever felt um, maybe it as powerfully as I did in my dreams. But then interestingly enough, I, you know, with my father, I hardly have had any dreams with him. So mostly I see numbers that are connected to him and, and bringing me those kinds of, of, um, messages or validation, letting me know that that he's there. So I think to what you were saying or what you were getting at, maybe everybody has their own way of being able to um, connect most strongly. 
Oh, absolutely. I love that. I absolutely love that. And again, you know, I think that the signs are a beautiful, just a beautiful way for us to, again, those, there's just sprinkles of love. It's just, you know, I'm here, I'm, I'm there with you. And that, you know, our souls never die, you know, and I always tell people, you know, they just don't have their physical body. Like they are still very much a part of your world, very much a part of your life. That connection can never, ever go away or cease to exist. It's always there. That love is always there. Um, You know, there was someone, someone asked me the other day, they said, you know, what happens when you die? And so I, you know, kind of went through and explained it from, you know, my perspective and what I've seen and experienced over the years. And I said, the amazing thing is that you know, our loved ones keep their personality. So if I've got, you know, funny Uncle Charlie who cracks jokes, that's how he comes through in the reading. If I've got someone who swears like a pirate, that will come through in the reading. And I said, the beautiful thing is that when we transition, that we still have our personality. And it's like we get to go through that lifetime and scoop up all the love and the memories. And and that stays with us as our soul's journey, as our souls continue to evolve and grow. And so I just love that. I love that you're able to experience them. And I just love the book. I wanted to share just a little bit um, from, from the back of the book. You have conversation starters for families. I love this. So how do you feel about your loved one not being here anymore? There's no wrong answer. All feelings are okay. I love that. And do you ever talk to your loved one who's no longer here? What does that sound like? I just, I love these as an invitation for families to talk about that. You know, it's, you know, when I was growing up, it was, you know, Shauna's a good girl, which meant Shauna was invisible and didn't say a whole lot. Um, That has since changed. And so now it's right. And so just Mm -hmm. finding, you know, giving them that voice. And, you know, I often say to people, you know, feelings and emotions aren't bad. They're all accepted. We Mm -hmm. just need to honor that. So I love that the conversation starters. Do you have any, any other conversation starters that you have used with your family? You know, they've evolved over the years because when they were little, we, you know, we talked just like that, Um, you know, very simple, uh, not taking it any further than either child really was ready to go. Oftentimes, most of the time, trying to let them sort of guide the process. Now, um, our conversations about, you know, about all of this stuff have, you know, they're much more, they're deeper and we cover more um, thought-provoking questions. And um, so I don't know that I have new conversation starters, but I do think it's important to, as your kids get older, if you're talking to another, you know, a peer, um, that, you know, thoughtfully and gently um, probe what they think about these things. I love that. And, you know, everyone's experience is so is so different. As you mentioned earlier, you know, you know, everyone's experience with their lost loved ones, you know, will be different and how they connect or how they communicate is different from everyone else. And so I just love that. And just being able to express that because it's, you know, I always tell people, you know, as we, as we grieve and we mourn and we, you know, we work through our loss of them being here in the physical, it's like, we can come to a place of acceptance and that we have a new relationship with them. That's key, a new relationship with them. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and again, that it's just looks a little different. And and yes, would I would I do anything to have my son here? Of course. I mean, oh my goodness, yes, absolutely. If that was an option, right? Oh, big, big slice of yes, please. Um, but yeah, you know, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'm okay knowing that he's safe, knowing that he's with my other loved ones, knowing that I can connect with him, I can communicate with him, that I'm getting the signs, you know, I could just it's it's 
it's a different way of, of being. It's a different level of acceptance. And I think that's so important. And I think that your book um, will be such a huge, huge resource and a beautiful gift for families who have had, you know, loved ones who have transitioned. And so they can help right. help their, their children and, and help the family to you know, become stronger and, and be able to talk about all of this and in a loving and, and safe way. Um, I also love, if I can share a little bit of this, um, suggested activities for the families. I love this. And so these are some different ideas, again, in the back of the book about, um, you know, how, you know, this may help them process their feelings, you know, um, draw a picture or write a letter for your loved one. Oh, I love that. And I really like what you said earlier with um, your mom. Here are 60, 60 things I love about you or 60. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I love it. You're an avid writer and, and just the words that flow from you are just so beautiful. And then uh, pick a color or colors that represent how you feel and talk about those feelings. I love that. Um, food, your loved one's favorite. You know, it was so funny. Um, my grandmother, Emma, um, she was she was the matriarch, right? Like she was just, when she, when she died, it was just, nothing was the same. Christmas wasn't the same. Holidays weren't the same. Like uh, the family just sort of broke off into their own little subsections and everybody kind of tried to do this. It just, it was just never the same and that's okay. And that's okay. And so before I think it was November, she was sort of baking and cooking and start filling the freezers, getting ready for Christmas. And one of my favorites were those um, butterscotch marshmallow square things they're, oh, they're so like delicious. a like a blondie type of thing like oh, a blondie kind of thing and they've yeah. got like the little mini marshmallows in it and then it's got yeah. their scotch and they're just they're just absolutely fantastic yeah. and it was interesting because every year i have to have one of those and as soon as i have one all right now christmas can happen isn't that crazy and so i love that yeah it's a, a food in and especially their special recipes or experiences we can remember sharing with them it's a huge way to connect with them again and again around um, holidays or around um, just certain, bring certain memories back. I know um, definitely there are certain things that I bake or that I cook that I remember that I'm transported back to when I made that with my mom. And so it sort of brings her back into, into the present moment. I love that. I love that. It's like, it's like their essence just sort of lingers in it. I think that that's just so beautiful. I love how you say, uh, create your own heaven phone with a toy phone or an old phone and use it to feel connected with your loved one. Oh, I love that. I really get more for a child, obviously for a small child, but yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, even if we were to take it into a teenager's world, you know, they could imagine texting, right? They could imagine sending a voice message or texting or for any of us, right? I mean, we could imagine sending an email, you know, I, I often, um, uh, you know, I'll often say to people, um, you know, you can write a letter to them. You can write a letter to your loved ones. I mean, it's not like we yeah. we can't we can't necessarily physically mail it to them. I mean, they do they do receive the love and the essence, and and they're here with us, and they can hear it, and we can talk to them. Um, but sometimes we'll do like a ritual where you know, write that letter, tell them everything that you'd wanted to say, and and just just get it all out on paper, and then you can burn it as a ritual and release it, and the angels take the words to heaven. And I said, you know, I just finding different ways to honor our loved ones, honor the connection and really creating that legacy. You know, I mean, you've just, you've, the book is just, it's this incredible legacy that you've created in honor of that connection and honor of your mom. And that is so beautiful. I just absolutely love it. 
thank you. It, it makes me happy to know that there's something permanently out um, in the world that that will carry her and you know and her her memory. Oh, I, just, I have a question for you though yes. that, that it keeps it's been popping back into my head. So Please. I want to ask it. Maybe other people are thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, when you were talking about connecting with spirit on the other side, yeah, um, and how they present themselves in a way that we would recognize them from this lifetime. I'm wondering because um, I think you you share my belief that we live many lives as as a soul. How do we know who we present ourselves as or what we look like with all that compilation of so many lives on uh, the other side? Uh, mm -hmm. That fantastic, and so I love that. It's um, what a great question. And so when I see, you know, as an example, uh, you know, and I I always have just, you know, I always have permission to share uh, stories from clients. I always love to tell people that because, uh, you know, the work that I do is is sacred. Um, right. And so there was a, a client who came to me years ago and um, I was doing Reiki at the time. And so, you know, she's, she's the mom and me, she's tucked in, we've got the music and the essential uh -huh. oils and we've got the mask on and she's, she's just, you know, totally relaxed. And so running the Reiki and Reiki for anyone who doesn't know, is just, it's an energy. And so it's like, I'm just flowing this beautiful energy. Right. And it's just, it just rejuvenates and, and releases stress and, and just does all these amazing things. And so, um, you know, she's, you know, receiving Reiki and I kind of look up and I see this older gentleman sitting in the corner and I'm kind of, I'm sort of like, wow. And this is before I was fully on again. I was like, Hmm. I'm just going to do Reiki for me. I don't, I no, no. And then it was like, all these people kept asking. I thought, okay, well maybe I could do Reiki for other people. Okay. 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 And then the loved ones came in that way. And I thought, wow, wow, like nicely played universe. And so I'm there running Reiki and I'm in my mind talking to him. I said, hello. He goes, hi. He's like, I'm, I'm Harold. I said, hello, Harold. And he was sitting there and he had like, you know, a plaid shirt, he had suspenders and he started talking about the farm. He was connected to my client's husband and he was, you know, he's his grandfather. He was, you know, sharing little snippets. And so uh, he was very proud of the farm. That was, that was a big deal for him. And it was just like, wow, I think it was a combine. He's like, look at this. Like he was, he was very, very excited about that. And so it was really sweet. And so at the end of the session, uh, my client sits up and I said, okay, I just, I have to share something with you. And so I shared that with her and she said, I don't know anyone named Harold. She said, interesting. I said, could you ask your husband? I said, he's connected to your husband. I said, feels like his grandfather. I said, yeah. I said, again, not sure where this is coming from. And so again, this is when my gift was really opening up again. So the next sure. day she sends me this text message and she says, you can't make that shit up. And I said, <laughs> she goes, can I call you? I said, yeah. So she calls and she says, I came home last night and she said, I started telling him about this older man, you know, his name was Harold and he had the suspenders and there was a combine and he was so excited and da, 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 da. And you know, that, that the message was, you know, he was really proud of his, his, his grandson. And, you know, he'd become this incredible father and, you know, oh. he just, he loved him and, you know, as a little boy and da, 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 da. And she said, my husband said, you can't make that shit up. Like you can't Google that. You can't. And she said, he went right. white, white as a ghost. And he left the room crying. And then he came back in and he said, my grandfather's name is Harold. And he had the pictures from the family album. He said, oh my God. he was a farmer, his fa family, farmers all the way back, probably 10 generations back. And he said, you know, that combine was his pride and joy. <laughs> that was, that was a wow. big deal, you know? And, and it just, he was just in that moment. It just, uh, she said, she's never seen him like that before. Just, just 
the the realization that that connection is there. It's real. It's it's just it's so so powerful. And so when I see loved ones, I see them how they would look in this lifetime. And so that's how they yeah that's how they would um that's how they present to me. It comes through as you know a visual what they look like, what they sound like, and and sure. even more so it's uh, their personality. And so sometimes people will say to me. God, it's like he's here in the room the way you're talking. And I'm like, right? Like I, I just this stuff is just too crazy. And it's just I love giving those little, you know, those little snippets of validation that that's that's who I'm connecting with. Like they're they're funny or they're they're telling off off color jokes or you know, he keeps doing this or the mannerisms. And it's just it's so beautiful. But it's um definitely from this lifetime. And then um, you know, when we've done past life. You know, I don't really do a whole lot with regressions anymore, but we've done some fun exercises where we've seen past lives and it's, it's kind of trippy. We would, we would sit, you know, like you and I would sit across from each other like this and yeah. uh, we would take turns. And so I would just, I would focus on, you know, your third eye area here and I would sort of let my gaze go and I would just let whatever start to show up. It's kind of like the thousand mile gaze, you know, when you're kind of staring off into nothingness, yeah. uh-huh. so I would do that. And then I would see your past lives. So I would see different images, like different versions. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That was trippy. And the first time we did it, uh, the girl that was, was looking at my past life, she goes, she's like six or seven. They're all men. I said, Oh, I said, I was a dude. I said, what? Wow. <laughs> what? I was a dude. And so it was really interesting. And so, yeah, we can access all of that information because that's part of our soul's journey. So that's a, that's an incredible question. Um, but yeah, I, and again, I always ask the loved ones to show themselves to me at their happiest. And so sometimes we kind of need to, you know, I've, I've said to them, okay, let's start with how you transitioned, what that looked like. Let's start there. And then mm-hmm. I want to see you happy. I want to see you because we, what I like to do for people is, you know, think of them, think of your happiest time with them. I have them bring up a memory. What was your happiest yeah. time? What's your happiest memory? What's in your head right now? Oh, it was when we went on this trip. Okay. And then they will come through and I'll say, oh, he's wearing the hat. You guys were like in Mexico and he's wearing the hat and then you're having tacos or whatever. And then it just, it just brings that memory to life for them because our, our loved ones don't want us to remember them suffering or in any pain or, you know, in the hospital. And, and they just, they want us to remember how beautiful and vibrant their life was. And I just, yeah, that's, that's a fantastic question. That was oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was thank so you fantastic. Thank you for your great answer. Oh, my pleasure. I could talk about this stuff for days. We could talk. I, about, we could, I feel like I could too. Yeah. We could just keep talking forever and ever and ever. Because there's, there are so many pathways that it can take you because there's so much Oh, um, absolutely. Like it's just, it's just rich with so much information. And, um, you know, a lot of the work that I do is debunking, you know, Hollywood has done this incredible job of depicting what mediumship isn't like, it's not, yeah. it's not fortune telling. It's not, you know, it's a real gift and capacity to connect with those loved ones on the other side. And so, you know, like I reassure people, you know, that you don't have to be afraid, you can make the connection, you know, you're not going to be taken over by something bad. Um, right. you know, just, you know, just reassuring people that it's safe, and it's natural, and it's from our heart. And so your book is a beautiful, beautiful way for people to feel safe with it. And just, I think it's just such a beautiful invitation for people to step into the possibility that there is more that they can connect with their loved ones on the other side, using the phone analogy, thinking thoughts, you know, anytime we think of our loved ones, they're there with us. You know, when we're thinking of them, if we hear a a song pop into our head that was, you know, from our loved one, it's like that they're there with us in that moment, right? Like it's, and then the signs, when we receive those signs, it's like, oh, 
there you are, you're here. It's just, it's, it's amazing, right? Like it's, it's just so beautiful. And again, your book I is- I, I want to share one more thing. Yes, I just yes please you, do. You triggered it with what you were saying about signs. Yes. Um, a, a powerful uh, validation, different than a, a, the dream one, but um, it was the day of my dad's funeral. And uh, one of the things, at least besides asking for you know, asking him to come to me in some way, which, you know, wasn't happening in the same way it did with my mom. But I at least put out there that I I just, I pray you're okay. And I pray that you and mom are together. That's, I just was so hoping for, for that, um, you know, that, that bit of hopefulness. And we had my family, my son came, came in for this and my daughter was still living at home. And uh, my husband and the, the four of us went out for lunch afterwards, after the funeral. And as we were driving then, heading home, in succession, I saw on a license plate um, the number 1959, which was the year they were married. And then I saw on a license plate the the number for the year that my dad was born and the number for the year that my mom was born, like in succession. (laughs) And I have chills. And I I even wrote about it. So I'm not making this up. I I wrote it down and I, I wrote a post about this too. But the numbers can really validate. And that to me, right Right, right there, seeing that I was at least like I felt okay. You're telling me you're together, and um, oh, no. still wow. obviously didn't just make me go from being you know sad and feeling grief to happy, but it did. It gave me such reassurance. I love that, and so medium Sydney is here. <laughs> oh, hardly, no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. I love that. And, you know, I mean, I find I, loved ones have their own unique way of, of letting us know that they're there, right? With the signs. And so, you know, with your mom in one way and then your dad with the numbers and just, it just, it's, I think it's just so beautiful. And it goes back to how they communicate and how, what would be, you know, what really resonates with them and, and their personality and your relationship with them. And so I love that. Thank you for sharing. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful confirmation. Like that's, that is so beautiful. I just absolutely love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It felt well, good. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It yeah, felt good. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I can't even imagine like they just, just the wonder and the surprise and the ee- <laughs> Yeah. So incredible. Yeah, and it's it it has been adjust an adjustment for me because for for years after my mom passed away, I was really looking externally for that validation. And so it's been a shift for me. It's been a journey to learn to accept when I'm getting um personal validation. You know, and, and this is interesting, just a little, just a little side note. And you know, I, I just um lately I've I've been having this conversation with clients and you know. Uh, different people that I, I I work with and friends and um, you know just the the idea that we have all the answers inside and and sometimes we get stuck and we need to you know reach out to someone to you know help us and you know a lot of people will reach out to me because for whatever reason they can't make the connection and you know a lot of times it's it's the grief and it's you know how open and available are you and so we can kind of look at those things and massage it a little bit and sort of open those channels up for them. And so I love what you said, because it's looking for that, that outer validation. I'm not even sure where it comes from. And, you know, it's just, this is a beautiful, a beautiful reminder that we have everything within it's, 
it's, you know, being able to quiet everything mm-hmm. and again, how open and available are you to receiving that? And I think, you know, Tony Robbins and in, in his, I think it's on Netflix, it's I'm not your guru. And he was like, no, I'm going to point you in the right direction. I'll give you the steps to take, but you have to take the steps. And it's, I don't want you to rely on me. And, you know, it's funny when I first started doing readings years ago, um, I did the majority of readings were were psychic and, you know, the psychic kind of, you know, love, you know, relationships, money, (laughs) career, you know, the, the three main things. And so I would have people that if something happened, so there was a guy, um, he had been, he had been fired. He had been fired on the Wednesday and then he wasn't able to get in to see me till the following Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And he waited that whole time until he decided what he was going to do next. Cause he had to talk to me first. And I was like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Like, I want to empower you to live your life. And so sometimes we, you know, we have trusted advisors. We have people that we rely on. Absolutely. But I love what you said because it's, it's all within. And I, you know, I always tell people, you know, when we, our loved ones connect with our, through our heart, our spirit, our soul, our essence is in our heart. And so the more that we can come out of this, the list and the do and the, this and keeping up with the Joneses and, you know, the worry and, and everything with the world, everything that's happened, when we can come back down to our heart, we can know what is true for us. And then we can start to really open up the gateway to connecting with the other side, because this, the heart is, the heart is the gateway to everything. And so thank you for saying that because that it's so true. It's, you know, and, and sometimes it takes practice. Sure. I mean, it's, and it's still very helpful. And I would want to continue to get, you know, to talk to you or someone like you to get that um, validation along with, you know, what comes from inside. And I think sometimes, you know, talking to a medium, you're going to maybe connect in a a different way or get different information. And so I think it's nice to layer, um, layer it in and do both, but just to never, you know, never discount the fact that we can also connect ourselves. Yeah. There was a, there was a coach I was chatting with a few years ago and she said, you know, what's best for you. And I looked at her and I said, Oh, Oh, that was big. (laughs) And I said, wow. And she said, yeah, she said, you know, what's best for you. And again, this is, it's just, it's, wow, it's, it's coming up. And, you know, again, to be able to connect into your heart space and, and to be able to, you know, start to really trust what that is. And it's, it's true. You know, I find people often reach out for readings because they're looking for validation just to validate and confirm what they are getting. And then, yeah, like they're, you know, I, I always say to people, like, well, I had this reading and this person said this, and now you're saying this. And then that person said that. And I said, well, think of it as a Rubik's cube. I'm reading the green side. They read the blue side. They read the red side. And and it's and not- all together. Yeah. You get the whole picture. Exactly. And it's not wrong or it's not right. It's just, it's how we interpret the energy. And it's kind of like putting a puzzle together. And so, yeah. you know, I may have all the green pieces and they may have all the blue pieces, but you're right. As you put it together, it's, it's the whole piece. And I always tell people take what resonates and leave the rest mm-hmm. what resonates for you. Like, and I always, I love to connect people in with their, um, with their physical body, with those sensations in their physical body, because our body will always tell us. And so I think 
and maybe it's because of, you know, technology and, you know, everybody's got their phone and, you know, they got their phone and their computer and they're doing this and they're doing that and, and their lists and, you know, oh, and then watches, you know, I was out with, uh, um, I was out with a client uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were sitting there and through the whole conversation, she's looking at her Apple phone ah. and looking at her Apple phone and looking at, and, and, uh, you know, not, and this is, this not is present at all. No. And it was just, it's like mid sentence. I would, I would just stop talking until she'd look and say, okay, sorry, what was that? And it was this continual interruption. And so it's like, okay. So if we could, I feel like, I feel like our, I feel like today's episode has taken a completely different direction. It's fabulous, right? It's fabulous. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. And so it's just, we're so used to the external, yeah. you know, we're so used to that. I think that's, I'm wondering if that's the missing piece in some of this, because we are conditioned to look for validation in the 3D, in the world around us. So we're looking at our phone, we're looking at other people, we're looking at the news, we're looking at, you know, our cell phone, we're, we're looking at our watch, we're looking at all of these other things to dictate what our world and our reality is, is instead of stepping inside and figuring out what really works for us. And and what does that look like? And I think, yeah, I think this will have to be a, maybe this is our part two that will, <laughs> our part two episode, um, sure. we can, we will delve into more of, of that, but it's, I find that really fascinating. And it's, um, again, I always tell people, you don't need to be, you don't need to be a medium to connect with your loved ones on the other side. You do not need to be a medium, right? And so a lot of people that come to me, they're scared to connect. They don't think they can do it. They don't want to do it. They're like, no, that's not my arena. Yeah. I'll let you do your thing. And so back to what you were saying, you know, sometimes we do reach out for, you know, I've always got coaches that are, that are further than me. They've already done it. So I'm, you know, not, not that I'm hitching onto their, their wagon, so to speak, but it's like, no, like what's the next step. I remember Tony Robbins saying that there was a podcast and someone said to him, do you have coaches you work with? He goes, of course I do. He said, I don't know everything. There's always going to be somebody who's done it before me. And so it's just always important to keep evolving and changing and growing and, and just really um, being open to the possibilities. And so again, your book I think <laughs> is so beautiful. I have to show that. I don't, I don't want the reflection, but I think your, your book is just so beautiful. And Thank you. it's such a beautiful message. It's uh, you know a message of hope and possibilities. And I'm, I'm just excited just to hear all the stories about people who um, you could create a movement, you could create a movement, you know, uh, take a picture. Uh, that would of, be so wonderful. Right. Take a picture yeah. of, of your children talking on their phone, their heaven phone. And, and you know what I mean? Like they just, you would just have so much fun with it. So um, again, tell us where, tell us where we can, where, where we can find the book, where we can find you, all that kind of good stuff. Um, well, we should definitely put links in, in comments so people can reference it. But um, yes. I have a Heaven Phone Facebook page and an Instagram page. Um, I'll be launching, relaunching my website uh, soon. And that'll be on, links will be on those pages. And uh, the book will be for sale through the website. Um, but currently it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. Uh, I think on Target, on, on several online retailers. Probably the easiest for everyone is, is Amazon. Um, yeah. Perfect. Oh my goodness. Um, and again, we will have all of that in the show notes so everyone can find you and everyone can connect and they can get their own copy of the book. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your beautiful gifts and your, your beautiful heart with us today. I just, uh, I adore you and I'm so I adore you. To- 
I'm so excited to um, get this out into the world and um, yeah, and and just share this beautiful blessing with everyone. So again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you so much.